0: Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry
1: and get wild.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Way back in 1979, that song number one on the charts, logical song, and the Oilers... Uh, applying a little bit of logic to the assessment of last night's performance, which was completely underwhelming. The Calgary Flames jumped on Mike Smith, who had a tough start. They were going. And the Oilers, and what unfortunately has been a reoccurring theme, struggling a bit against teams on hard forechecks that back it up with size. Don't kid yourself, even though Edmonton made it a 6-6 game, the Flames are the infinitely better team, and they think they can play a lot better, too. Calgary up one game to nothing. We're going a little old school to open up today's edition of Oilers. Now it's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Fire or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. On today's show, first half hour, a complete recap of last night's game. Uh, at 1235, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, and uh, we're just working on coordinating Louie. He is working the Colorado St. Louis series, and uh, the availability for the Blues is just uh, finishing as we speak. Uh, 105 uh, from the NHL Network and ESPN. He was on ESPN's panel last night. It'll be Kevin Weeks, uh, Kevin's appearances brought to you weekly courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. And at one thirty five today, on the precipice of the start of the third round of the uh whl playoffs the eastern conference final will take place between the two best teams in the league all season long the edmonton oil kings and the winnipeg ice oil kings head coach brad lauer whose team went three and one against the peg who are probably half a year ahead of their cycle uh edmonton loaded for bear this year five members of team canada's world junior team game one goes tomorrow night game two saturday Game three is in Edmonton on Monday. So in between game three and game four of the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, which takes place Sunday and Tuesday, we'll have the Oil Kings against the Winnipeg. should be a great series. Um, The Battle of Alberta, well, uh, Edmonton's going to need to play a hell of a lot better than they did last night. Uh, we'll have some clips uh, coming up from Jay Woodcroft, Leon Dry Settle Darnell Nurse. Postgame, they're just doing an availability, literally, as we speak as well. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. And the top story is simple. Uh, the Flames brought it early. Mike Smith had a real tough start, got pulled after three in the first ten shots. Calgary all over Edmonton. Edmonton quite fortuitous. Jacob Marks had a brutal game himself. Gave up some just ugly goals. The two to Zach Hyman. Somehow the Oilers got back to 6-6, and the Flames just ramped it back up. You want a crazy stat? I don't think I've ever seen this before between two teams. The last six periods that the Edmonton Oilers have played the Calgary Flames, they've scored three goals a period. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, and so people think the Oilers have the skill, and the Oilers thought they'd rounded out a little bit of depth to their lineup. The Flames have owned Edmonton in the last two games down in Calgary. And something's got to change here if Edmonton's going to uh, get back. And, and, you know, it's one nothing in the series, and that's the beauty for the Oilers. You know, I, I think back to San Jose, Edmonton in 2006, and the Oilers lost the first two games to S.J. Sharkey and the San Jose Sharks, and the Sharks were the better team. There was a big hit in game number two uh, by Rafi Torres and Milan Mahalik took a, a, one of those Sharks' top six forwards. Today it would have been a suspendable hit. And it kind of slowly started. I remember guys coming back from San Jose and said, there's no way the Oilers are going to win the series. And they won the next four games. And right now there's a lot of you probably thinking there's no way Edmonton could win the series. And I can tell you this, if they play like they did last night, there's no way they're going to win the series. They're going to need to play a lot better. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The Rivercree is 100% restriction-free with daily food specials, spectacular live music each weekend. More information, head to rivercreeresort.com. And text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Again, we're working on some minor technical difficulties Uh, We're back and forth Uh, tomorrow. We're back in the building at Calgary sat alone for three hours. Um, But uh, everything was taking place over at the hotel today. We are going to go into the owners now audio vault for direct work. We're featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. An extended recap coming up right now.
2: It's finally here, everyone. We're live at the Saddle Dome for the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary. Game one of a best-of-seven second-round series. Anderson off to Lindholm left. Circle wrist shot score right through Mike. Scores my hole And the Oilers back in the game at 3-1. to one. Connor McDavid stays hot. That's his fifth of the playoffs. Held in by Stone. It didn't look like a late hit by Lucic on McDavid. Off rich shot score and right on cue, Evan Bouchard cuts it to 5-2, and then Zach Cassian belts it past Anderson after the goal was scored. Kochich with a mishandle and it's Zach Hyman the other way left wing for the Oilers puts the brakes on. Step one hold from a tough angle and right through Jacob Markstrom. Here's Hyman back in front. Chutes and scores! And Edmonton cuts it to 6-4. The Oilers will not go away in the opener. Hyman's got two. Kane pokes it ahead. Race for the puck. Drysaddle shoots and scores! And the Oilers have come back within 6-5! Leon Drysaddle buries it! Off the draw. McDavid to the net to tie it! What a same rebound score! And the Oilers have come all the way back. Tyler Yamamoto, we've got a brand-new hockey game in the opener of this Battle of Alberta. Six, six. I mean,
0: you're in shock, but you're not. Drysdale picks his man off the draw and Devin drives the
2: net hard. And Yamamoto follows the play up and taps it into a wide open net. Here's the dish in front. Anderson shoots and scores Word. on the left shoulder of Miko Koskinen, and the Flames regain the lead, seven six with 17:03 to play.
0: Can't give that goal up, and I'm not sure where Darnell Nurse was going.
2: He finds and clears to Leon Dryson Turn back over, stepping in. Kachuk shoots and scores. Eight-six Calgary. That's Kachuk's second. And chops Ryan McLeod. And now Cassian goes after Lucic. And this one ready to explode. Lucic saw Cassian coming and kind of reverse hit him. And but Cassian was not gonna let Lucic take liberties with Ryan McLeod. Lucic pointing at McLeod. And this one's finally over. 9-6 your final.
0: The two teams had not met in the Battle of Alberta since 1991. They went hot tub time machine last night, and unfortunately the Oilers were on the short end of the stick. Calgary, we're the better team. Uh, Mike Smith had a terrible start. I fully expect Mike Smith to start tomorrow. He needs to bounce back. Um, His last five starts in Calgary haven't gone well, and uh, he's going to have to get over that hump. That's a given. The first goal to give up, rattled his team, and then the Flames... The Oilers' defense were like meat on a stick, and the Flames were hunting. Now, when Edmonton played Minnesota and got handed and handled quite easily by the Wild, the Oilers responded against Nashville. The problem is Edmonton's not playing a different team. They're playing the same team, but the Flames... They got that early goal. I think it completely unnerved the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the, you know, just the giveaways, dealing under the pressure, the lack of physical. And make no mistake, the Oilers are going to have to readdress the makeup of the team in the offseason. But they can't do anything about that right now. They might have to dress a slightly different team for tomorrow night's game. And they might have to think outside the box. But first, that's here, Jay Woodcroft, Waters head coach, and why the start was so poor last night.
3: To a man, not one of us um, uh, was anywhere near where we needed to be to start the game. Um, you know, you don't draw it up, uh, giving up two goals on missed assignments uh, on the first two shifts. We gave up a goal at the start of the second period as well. We fought back and made it a game, but uh, we can't feel good about that in in any way um, mm-hmm. because. He scored six goals in a game and he found a way to not win it. Um, So there's a lot of things uh, for us to clean up. And uh, we'll go through the tape and give our team something. Jay
0: Woodcroft added these thoughts on the message that he had for his team throughout the course of the game last night.
3: In between... Periods we talked about the team that's going to get to their defensive game first was going to win that game. And, uh, you know, we turned some pucks over after it was 6-6. And uh, it ended up in the back of our net, so not good enough. Um, You know, as I said, we scored six goals on the Calgary Flames in their building, on their starting goalie. That should be enough to win the game.
0: I mentioned the fact that the Flames have scored... Three goals in each period for the last six games. Ask yourself a question right now. I I want you to think about something here. When's the last time you saw a goaltender give up the most goals in a game between any of the goalies that were in the game, and he got the win? That happened last night. Jacob Markstrom gave up six. He was awful. That's uh, If you're an Oilers fan, that's a little bit unnerving. Because it probably should have been a 9-2 or 9-3 game. And it ended up becoming, you know, 6-6 at one point. The Oilers have so much work to do in terms of dealing with the. And if you've heard the show for the last couple of years with the makeup of this team, how do you play against Edmonton? You hard fork-chuck them. The Oilers went from a team in L.A. that sat back in a 1-3-1, and Edmonton just needed to manage the puck. Calgary puts you under duress. It's interesting. Well, it, it, you know, it was either going to work beautifully with Daryl Sutter or it was going to be a disaster. It's worked beautifully for Calgary. The one thing Daryl Sutter can do, Mike Babcock can do this as well. Their teams suppress shots. They outshoot you. You know, it's coming. He asked for a commitment and a total buy-in. And those teams get that. And the Flames, they have the physical size adding Gabranson and Zadorov in the off-season on defense, bringing Ritchie back, trading for Luch. And let's not have revisionist history at Edmonton. The fans wanted Lucic gone when he was moved. You know it. Fans were exasperated. It was a signing of, made by Pete Shirely. And I, quite frankly, think it was probably good for Milan Lucic to get out of Edmonton and go to Calgary. Just to get out. Just He was signed to be a top-six forward. He couldn't fulfill that. It was hard on the guy. On a personal level, you want to see a person do well. Maybe in a perfect world, you don't move him to a rival. At the time that that trade was made, 90% of the people that were texting orders now were 100% on board with that deal. Now, here's the scenario. The Flames, when you have Milan, and you have a guy like Richie, and then you add Gabranson and Zadorov on defense, you have size, so Michael Stone plays tougher when he's out there, and he was in the face on the Oilers players. Um, you know, Matthew Kachuk, there was a time when the Oilers had the bigger, heavier team, and Calgary at times appeared to be a little bit physically intimidated. And last night, conversely, the Flames now have the bigger team. There's no question they were physical with Edmonton's top players. And part of the problem for Edmonton is two of their three best players are clearly not playing at 100%. If you're listening to a show called Orders now, you know this. You've watched Leandre said all year. He can't play center dealing with that lower body issue. You've watched Darnell nurse all season. He hasn't been right since he came back. Um uh, you know, when when did you see Darnell get beat wide ever before the LA series? That's because he's playing hurt and the Flames are they're getting, again, the Oilers meet on the stick. So Edmonton's going to have to respond a bit. They did respond against, uh, Nashville after they got, had a tough physical outing against Minnesota. Here's Leon Drysettle, an
2: observing Calgary's physical play a different team uh, it's built very different very uh, very different system but um, it's nothing that, that we haven't seen before or nothing that we can't handle it's just a lot of obviously you're not going to win any games if you, if you get scored on nine times uh, there's no no secret to that and I think we can all uh, be a lot better away from the puck and that, that obviously starts with myself yeah
0: and you know part of the problem for Leon is he's, he's really limited just playing left wing at this stage And so, what a star-crossed night McDavid and Leon had. Connor McDavid led the Oilers in hits last night. The Oilers had some no-shows. There's no question. One of the areas that the Oilers struggled with was on the power play. They got outworked, but Calgary plays very aggressively on the power on the PK, and they did a great job against Dallas. And the Oilers, frankly, were awful last night and lost momentum. Again, I want you to think about something here. 6-6 Six, six in the third period, and Calgary was leading the uh, the special teams battle because they'd scored a power play goal. Here's Leon Drysaddle and the Oilers going over four.
2: Well, we didn't really get any momentum going on our on our PP. Uh, it's another thing um, that you know we, we're, we're obviously looking to improve and, and be better next game.
0: And Darnell Nurse says the Edmonton Oilers can produce
2: some better starts. No, we're capable of it. I don't think we're frustrated at all. We're capable of it. It's uh, This is game one of a, a seven-game series, so we know it needs to be better than the, in, in game two, and we'll
0: worry about taking care of that. We can do it. Need a full physical response and need to potentially look at altering the lineup a bit. That's my take. Brennan Escott, you have 30 seconds. Make it count.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you got to find some way to respond to the energy that they brought and kept bringing and kept bringing because, like you said, what sparked Edmonton's game last night wasn't really their own bench. It was more Markstrom giving them some shots that I don't expect them to be able to benefit from later on in this series. There you go. Again,
0: Edmonton could have easily lost that game 9-2 or 9-3. The Flames think they've got another level to get to. The Oilers gave up wide swaths of ice in the middle of the ice defensively. That has to get uh, picked up. And everybody's got to be more physically engaged right from the opening shift. And they need stops early in games Well, when we come back, NHL today, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, you're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. You know, they used to call it the uncivil war back in the 1980s. Calgary takes game one best of seven it is a best of seven and dt points that out on a text he says bob i think la and calgary play quite similar despite la's 131 one. both teams shoot from everywhere and create chaos the oilers adjusted against la and they can make the adjustment now too it's one game how many of the flame shots were high quality uh in the seventh game against dallas three quarters of the way through the second period the announcer said they had 20 shots Fifteen from the blue line. I see that from them every game. I'm not saying the Oilers played okay, says DT. He says I'm saying Calgary's not unbeatable, and it looked worse than it was. The sky is not falling. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to Elite Here's Brendan Escott.
4: Okay. Tampa and Colorado are each trying to claim a 2-0 series lead tonight. The Bolts on the road against the Panthers and Colorado home to St. Louis. Daryl along with Panthers head coach Andrew Burnett and Rangers coach Gerard Gallant are this year's Jack Adams award finalist for coach of the year. The winner announced June 2nd. Predators coach John Hines signing a two-year contract extension this morning. Oil Kings and Winnipeg Ice opening up the WHL's Eastern Conference final tomorrow night in Winnipeg. We've got Brad Lauer on as mentioned 135 with more on that front. Uh, Bob, curious you were saying altering the lineup. I'm wondering what that might look like if you were to make some changes for game 2. All right, uh, not
0: everyone's going to like this. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'd go back to 12 and 6. I you know, uh, yeah, I, I know they're playing 7D. I know Darnell Nurse isn't quite at the level that he's been at in the past due to a lower body issue, but I'm if if they go 12 and 6, Fogel's coming back in for sure for me. And it's time for Dylan Holloway. Edmonton needs more speed on the left side. Uh, I would play Holloway at third line left wing. I would play. Um, I'd play Warren Fogle at fourth line left wing. Ask yourself right now: What are they getting out of of yes Puliyarvi? Okay. So between Cassian, Archibald, and Polyarvi pick a guy to come out on the right side. And I think Cassian's got to stay in. You need his size. So it's really between Archibald. I I, I don't want to see Archibald third line left wing. So I'm getting Fogle and Holloway back in. And it takes real big honies to put Holloway in at this time of the season. But that's what I would do. I'm not the coach and I'm not the manager. But Holloway, people will be surprised when they see... like When he does get in Edmonton's lineup, you'll be surprised as to who he reminds you of. Because there's a guy that was here... That was picked higher in the draft than Holloway, uh, not in the same draft year. And they have a very similar skating style. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, more text and Louis DeBrusque when we come back in Oilers Now.
2: Oilers Now
4: with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.